Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, we are here with an instant reaction podcast to... Miami's 22-6 loss at NC State. Gabby, tough watch. Miami did not score a touchdown in the game. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke continues to look like he is regressing, unfortunately, this season and just in general with his career. Um, I guess that's just where we should start, right? Because, I mean, if if we're being real... That's where the conversation needs to start and end, in, in my opinion, with this game. Because, look, the defense was good enough to win the game. 20 points, even though, you know, look, things kind of got shaky a little bit in the fourth quarter. But, look, 20 points in a college football game in 2023 is more than enough to go win a football game with, assuming your offense is somewhat competent. Unfortunately... On Saturday night, Miami's offense was not competent. And, you know, look, I feel like I have tried to be rational rational and reasonable uh, with Tyler Van Dyke here in his recent struggles because, look, he has played through some injuries and he does flash some intriguing talent as a passer at times. He can make throws that most college quarterbacks cannot make. But it is it is impossible now to ignore the trend of turnovers and just in general how he is not a confident player right now because of all of his turnover issues. You know, just watching this game, my 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 initial takeaway. Gabby, it feels like in the first half, NC State's approach on defense was pressure, 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 blitz, 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 you know, more true to who their identity was. They held a 10-6 lead at halftime, 
And with that narrow lead, they, it appeared, took the approach of, hey, we're going to drop back, make Tyler Van Dyke beat us by throwing it into some windows. And he either threw some picks, held the ball too long, checked down too much, et cetera, et cetera. He just looks, quite frankly, kind of out of sorts. And I'm at the point where I think other options need to be explored, obviously for the the sake of the team. And also, too, quite frankly, I think for Tyler, there, there might be something to be said for. And honestly, I think it was worth doing this in the game, bringing him to the sideline, calming him down. And if the backup quarterback, whoever it is you want to put in there, doesn't perform, maybe you you put Tyler back in the game after settling down, hopefully on the sideline, seeing things from that view. I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, that is not what we ha- what we saw. Uh, Shannon Dawson and Mario Cristobal are cle- clearly ride or die with Tyler Van Dyke, and it was die in terms of the results against NC State. I don't know where you want to take this with Tyler, Gabby. Yeah, I honestly don't even really know what else to say. It's just, you know, obviously incredibly disappointing. You know, frustrating. It was frustrating to watch. Uh, you know, just the result was disappointing. And I think, you know, so like how you say it kind of it feels like it kind of starts and ends there, right? And I think that's what we said, even just coming into the game. Like, you know, what which version of Tyler Van Dyke are we gonna get? And uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I think it's it's obvious uh, you know, how you know downward this spiral is kind of on. And yeah, it, it just seems like it's just kind of getting worse. You know, it's not really getting better. I don't, I don't, I don't know how many signs we're seeing that maybe it's starting to click. It just feels like, you know, it just, it just, the, the whole thing feels broken. You know, the rhythm of the offense, Tyler, his confidence, um, his ability to make a confident decision. I feel like he's just not even like confident enough to even like, if he sees something to even kind of react on that initial kind of thought just because of everything. And then he's just holding on to the ball. And it's just, he's, it seems just all sort of just totally out of whack. And yeah, I think it's, it's incredibly costly. Like, I think it's incredibly, incredibly costly. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what the solution is exactly. Maybe it's going to a backup quarterback. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know where, again, I just feel like I don't know where they kind of go from here on offensively and how you kind of fix Tyler uh, you know, kind of going forward, it's it, it's it's a really just strange. It's, it's very frustrating, really, just the whole thing to watch it and how it kind of went down. I mean, you talked about just the defense absolutely played good enough to win. Uh, I mean, they allowed 231 total yards. A lot of that came on that 97 yard drive at the end of the game, uh, where it was just kind of like Miami kind of you know got the gets the win taken out of them on that fourth and one where you kind of hope that, you know, with that big offensive line, and obviously, you know, NC State sent just a ton of pressure, but you kind of just hope you win on the line of scrimmage, fourth and one at the goal line, needing to kind of get into the end zone. Miami doesn't do that. You know, I think that was just kind of like the dagger. And, uh, you know, defense kind of started. But defense gave, I think they only had like five yards allowed, like the entire third quarter. I mean, they played absolutely mm-hmm. well enough to win. It just felt like, there, there was just no chance offensively if it wasn't just like riding, you know, Mark Fletcher, who had an incredible game. I mean, got, you know, running back one 
you know, attempts, 23 touch, 23 attempts or 115 yards, averaged five yards per carry. I mean, Mark Fletcher had an incredible and kept incredible kind of breakout performance after that Virginia game. Um, you know, it just felt like if it wasn't kind of working with Mark, it was just kind of nothing. Uh, kind of like you said, it was do or die. And it was just, you know, it, it, it was die. Yeah. Two things I want to touch on. Look, you know, Mario Cristobal talks a lot about accountability. I think we're kind of at that point now with Tyler Van Dyke. I, you know, people who study and track this type of stuff in football will tell you that turnovers are worth three to four points. So let's just call it three and a half points, you know, and again, I know one of the interceptions was at the end of the game and kind of a, a meaningless interception, but you have four turnovers in a game that adds up potentially to maybe 12 ish points. And, and Miami's just not good enough to overcome that. Not many teams are, especially on the road. So I think we're, we're at the point where look, Tyler can make these type of mistakes and still play, but can other players make those type of disastrous mistakes and still play? I think that's a fair question to ask moving forward. Um, Look, I don't know if it's because, you know, look, Tyler got paid a lot of money to stay at Miami instead of explore other options. I don't know if that is becoming part of the decision making with keeping him in the game while he's performing poorly or, you know, look, quite frankly, too, Shannon Dawson was hired because he was perceived to run an offense that catered to the strengths of Tyler Van Dyke. I don't know if that's also playing a role into them just being so blindly loyal to Tyler, uh, you know, through these struggles. So I don't know. That's pretty much all I want to say about Tyler. The, the other thing too, that's kind of frustrating is it's not only it's, it's gotten to the point where it does seem like confidence and it's, it's to the point where it's not only just like the misreads or not seeing coverages, correctly it's also poorly thrown balls which is kind of a new interception that he's struggling with you know last week against virginia there was that interception to restrepo where he didn't put enough on it um and it got picked his first i think it was his first pick tonight was kind of a similar thing to jacoby george into the end zone you know I don't think he led him enough to the back of the end zone. If he did that, it might go for a touchdown, but he kind of misplaced it and, and it got picked off. So um, he just seems all out of sorts. You know, even when the offensive line gives him plenty of time to operate, he seems like he has happy feet. He seems like he wants to push the ball deep, but he's kind of, you know, understanding that he's struggling doing that right now. And so he is checking the ball down, which is good to see, but you know, the, the offense definitely has no flow, no rhythm. And, and when NC state got Miami into third and long situations, uh, it just seemed like it was a wrap in terms of like, yeah, Miami's not going to get it. So I'm looking at it right now on third and longs, which is nine plus, of course, you know, that's hard to get as it is, but uh, Miami was 0 for 5 in those situations. And Miami's average third down distance to go in the game was 9.2 yards. So, and, and on the day, they were 4 of 15. So, 
Miami struggled in situational football, red zone. You had the red zone turnover. You had the red zone essentially turnover when you went for it instead of kicking the field goal. You know, without do you agree, just, do you, do you agree with that decision? Well, I was going to say without playing the result, like obviously, you know, we're tainted by the result, but you know, I do, I do think just the flow, the way that game was going, I think you had, you should have kicked it. And just knowing how Mario, like Mario is a conservative coach in general, I was kind of surprised he went for it. But on the flip side of that, kind of like what you were saying, he is putting it on his offensive line to go get a yard. And they weren't able to do that, unfortunately. So I, I kind of understand his line of thinking. He, you know, the offensive line is the strength of the team. Um, just didn't work out. I would have kicked it, you know, ex- you know, is it, it would have been a 10, nine game then if, if Miami, uh, you know, made the field goal, but I don't know. Points were, st- points were a struggle in general. So even at 10, nine, I don't even know if Miami had enough to go win the game then. So, um, I would have kicked it. But again, I'm not going to sit here and kill Mario for going for it. So what did you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, I didn't really have an issue like for them going for it. And I think it's just kind of because of like similar reasons. Like I feel like the points were just so hard to come by that it just felt like they needed to kind of – I felt like if they took the lead right there, they probably were just going to find a – like that defense was playing so good that I thought yeah. that they were just going to be able to kind of give it back. Or just like, or just like, hold on to it and just like get a big stop, kind of take the momentum. And again, and 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 it goes back to just like just that identity. Like, what's the identity of this team? Like, what what do they talk about? They talk about the culture. They talk about this identity and you know the line of scrimmage play. And I get like, look, I mean, they put a lot into this offensive line, and I think it's just one of those situations where it's just like, man, if if this is who you're gonna be. If this is what you say you want to be like, I get like the mentality of like fourth and one, we need a yard. Like You don't even need score. You need a yard because even yeah. if you get a yard, like it's first, then it's first and goal from the two. So I'm not even saying like you even have to punch it in. I'm just like, find a way to get a yard. And, you know, I, I haven't really watched playback, but a lot of people are talking about how like, oh, Tyler could have pulled it and Colby was yeah, like unattended and all that stuff. Like, OK, like, I don't, I'm not even like talking. Was about that, that even that. an option, though? Right, exactly. And, and I don't we know don't that. really know we, that we it could have just been a called handoff. Right. So. And I just think they were going to hand the ball off. Like, I just think yeah. like that. And everyone in the world knew you're going to hand it off. But I think it kind of comes down to just like. If everyone in the world, like, you know, this happens, all, this is what happens on the goal line. Like, you're probably going to run the ball. You just got to get a yard. You got to find a way. And, um, you know, I, I get them just being like, all right, like, just go get, go get us one, go get us one. And so, like, I, I get that mentality of it too. I get like, maybe, like, you know, of course, you take the points, you maybe you get another stop on defense, maybe you get the ball back and maybe you kick a fourth field goal and you win this bad boy 12 10. Who knows? Like, maybe. But I also, like, I'm okay with the decision. The result to me is just disappointing because I thought that this offensive line would be able to go get get them a yard. And I'm just disappointed that it just didn't turn out that way. Yes. Yep. It was it was surprising, especially because, like you said, Mark Fletcher was having a, a pretty good performance, a very good performance um, relative to what NC State's run defense was coming into the game. Um, how about... Just the defense. I think the, you know, look, it's fair to say 
like I don't know. In my opinion, I think NC State's playing the wrong quarterback. Uh, you know, MJ Morris was good enough to go get the win. I don't think NC State's offense is anything special, but look, Miami's defense, like you said, in that third quarter, definitely kind of choked them out. They gave Miami's offense every opportunity to go get a touchdown and yeah. go win the game. Couldn't get that done. You know, some things to monitor here moving forward is Miami was without both their starting outside cornerbacks for the majority of the game with, with Jaden Davis and Daryl Porter getting banged up. So that's something to monitor moving forward, especially next week with Florida State, who definitely can push the ball downfield and outside the numbers in the passing game. So um, let me ask you this, Gabby. It is Florida State week now. <laughs> hmm. um, do you do you care? Like, is is now a bad time to make a quarterback change? I I don't even know. Like, I'm just at a point where it's just like it, it's almost can like just how 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 can we justify moving forward with like. And and I'm I'm not and I'm not saying that Emory's gonna be better or that Jakari would like certainly be better, but like how do you at the same time it's like how do you also just keep doing this? Like I just feel like yeah. something's just off. Like you you can't keep doing it. And maybe now's not the right time, and maybe it is the right time. So like if it is, if it does get ugly, at least you can kind of hang your hat on the fact that like hey maybe you change your quarterback, <laughs> see what happens. But just like I mean, even to just go into the game with just something, some sort of just because I don't know, man. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not speaking for anyone, but just from an outsider's perspective, just. Like how, like how, like you're going into Tallahassee next weekend. Like how, like how's the team feeling walking into that? Just you know, like just with the way that this thing's been going offensively. Like I feel like they just need to do something to just kind of create some sort of spark, some sort of energy offensively. Because man, that was a thought. That was just like a that was tough to watch, man. Like that felt like I feel like I was watching like Iowa football there for a little bit. Like it was just like defense punt, defense punt, and it was just like field goals and all this. Not like it's just. I don't know, man. I don't know if this is the right time. I don't Here's know. If the thing. Do is there think, ever a right time to make a change like that either? Like, Do you think Tyler, do you think Emery or Jakari gives Miami a better chance to beat Florida State than Tyler? Because I honestly don't know. I, yeah. I'm not trying to lead you in any no, 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 answer, no. but no, I that honestly, is the question, right? Like that is the question. But like my thing is, it's just like if we're dialing it up the same way that you know they dialed it up today. Like, can Emery and Jakari not do what Tyler kind of did today? Like, was there any throw that Tyler made That's today fair. where you're just like Emery probably wouldn't have made that throw, or Jakari probably couldn't? I mean, I feel like the most successful offensive plays, like he had one screen, one like slant ish to to Colby Young that went for like. 13 yards and i felt like the most the best offensive plays were kind of like those little like tunnel screens and i guess he hit restrepo once like you're gonna tell me emory or jakari can't do that if that's just what we're gonna do here like i don't know like i feel like maybe it won't look as pretty but i'm also not like you know i'm, I'm not gonna sit here saying one of these guys can't be 21 of 38 for 173 yards you know like well, we do know we do know Emery can protect the football better than this, I think, right? Yeah. He did that against Clemson. And look, Jakari, the case for him is I think probably the identity they have to survive this month with is pound it out, run the ball, possess the ball. And Jakari, 
brings that element to the quarterback position. He gives you that man advantage in the run game. So that's what he brings to the table. So, you know, look, I don't know if they give you a better chance at beating FSU, um, but I I do think it's time to make a move, whatever yeah. that move is. Yeah. I don't and, know. And I just think like, I felt like it, it became obvious, especially in the second half, that they were just like, just completely just like went to the running game, like just fully committed. Like they were just committed to, we're handing the ball off to Mark Fletcher and that's fine. But like in that situation, if you're going to do that, then like, why not? Again, this is obviously me not being an offensive coordinator, but why not just throw Jakar? Like if you're just going to just be, a, if right. you're just committing especially to the run like fourth that, and one, just give the, like, just get, I mean, he's a six foot four, 225 pounds, superior athlete. Like why not just throw him back there? It doesn't have to be this big grand, like, Oh, quarterback change at Miami. Just like, if this is what you're going to, if you're going to commit to the run, at least throw someone else. You have someone back there who can handle snaps. And it's also, a threat to run so if you're just going to lean on that instead of running like inside zone to, with mark fletcher or whatever it is like just throw jakari back there and see if there's just some way you can kind of keep people off balance and he's a big strong dude who can kind of you know run behind the offensive line too and fall forward and all those types of things like i, I i'm just at a point like just show me it like if if it doesn't work it doesn't work but like we're wasting drives anyways. Like we're just throwing drives away. Like, can we just see something else? Like, like who knows what happens? I feel like you just never know. It's college football. These are young kids. Like some of these guys perform, some of them don't. But I mean, I just think if it's just going to be so obvious that we're just going to do all these little dink and dunk, run the ball off. Like just give me an athlete back there who can make similar throws and also just be a threat. Like, that's just my perception of it. Maybe it's off base. Maybe it's just like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like who knows, but that's just how I personally see the situation right now. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? Like, what do you like? What, what, what else is there to kind of do? How do we feel about Shannon Dawson? Cause I'll admit I'm kind of getting concerned about the lack of red zone success and third down success uh, we talked about their down red zones uh miami was one of three scoring in the red zone and that one was a field goal yeah. you compare that to nc state who again is not they're not a good offense they they have one legitimate threat in kevin concepcion robert and i dialed it up as well as you possibly could to get him the ball in creative ways. Now Miami figured out how to contain him eventually, uh, but Robert and I dialed it up, got it done, moved the ball a little bit. And when they scored, they scored 13 points in the red zone. So they got a touchdown out of one of their red zone trips. You know, he dialed up a pass to a newly converted fullback uh, yeah. that, you know, proved to be wide open. So, you know, look, I'm just wondering, like, because in week two against Texas a we saw some creative plays in the red zone that worked. I don't know where that's gone since then. And I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, it's that. It's also just like, where is the, like the, the man management of Tyler Van Dyke? Like what, you know? He's clearly losing his confidence. Like, I don't know. At some point, it's on the coach to help 
get that back. Um, I don't know. Also, just how, why are we so, uh, why is Miami so married to a quarterback that just keeps turning the ball over? It's, you know, confusing to me. Yeah, because it's not even like it's just the interceptions, right? Like, I mean, he got sacked and fumbled. Like, it, it's it's all confusing. And just the red zone stuff, like, that was, like, that was the first thing I went back to. And it, it's like, you've been unsuccessful in the red zone, and then, like, you're also, like, not really getting to the red zone. Because, again, Virginia, they had zero red zone trips. And I guess, like I said, that I mean, I said on the last podcast, like, the A.J. Allen was a 26-yarder, so I guess technically you're right there. So let's call it one trip to the red zone or red area in that Virginia game and you get three against NC state and you go one of three in the, it's just, I mean, this is concerning stuff. And yeah, like you said, I mean, the play calling against AM, I thought we just had like total just rock star. Like this was just insane. And now it's just like, just no, it, it definitely looks it, execution it looks like- and cr- it lacks execution and it lacks creativity down there now. And it's, yeah. you know, feels too familiar. It's an issue. Yeah, it feels familiar in a negative way. Last thing, do you know how many tackles Peyton Wilson finished with? Uh, a lot. And he, I, did he like? It looked like he like dislocated his shoulder at one point <laughs> of the game. He was just like trying to like push his or shoulder had back into like... place, and he was wearing like a knee brace. Like that dude's that dude's awesome. Like he's just a fun linebacker to watch. How many tackles yeah. did he have? Sixteen. Yeah. And look, we knew the NC State defense was good. Yeah, I, I it was think... good. It was it was impressive to watch those guys go. In the first half when NC State was really aggressive, they were given Miami's offensive line some issues. Now, I don't think Miami's offensive line played poorly, but it was maybe their poorest game to this point of the season. Um And look, going back to the Dawson thing, like it's also disappointing because like he knows Tony Gibson very well, the the NC State defensive coordinator. You know, they coached at West Virginia together and he just, you know, they had no answers for, you know, the three, three, five. So befuddling performance, uh, month of November, hopefully Miami can figure things out here in this month. Um, we'll see. It'll be an interesting week. We'll see. Very interesting week. Florida state week, baby. Let's go. Florida state week with a quarterback controversy brewing fun and two and two two potentially injured cornerbacks what could go wrong nothing nothing could possibly go wrong all right we'll get out of here on that apologize for our tone but we just watched a game where miami did not score a touchdown so we'll get out of here on that appreciate everyone for listening and until next time take care